Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Lord, you help us tonight. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. How many of you know the Lord is faithful? The Lord is great, the Lord is mighty, and the Lord can do all things. He said, with men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Not one, all things. Thank you. Not one, all things. Quickly open your Bibles with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 40 from verse 10 to 11. Isaiah 40. Tonight, quickly, the Lord will be talking to us about the hand of the Lord that rules over the arm of flesh. The hand of the Lord that rules over the arm of flesh. The King James Version said, Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him. And his walk before him. Verse 11. And he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm. And carry them in his bosom. And shall gently lead those that are with young. He said the Lord shall come with a strong hand. With a strong hand. Brethren, when we talk about the hand of God, we are talking about God himself. When they say, "Ah, look at the hand of the man, the hand of the man signifies the man himself. Because that is what he uses to do whatever he wants to do. So tonight we are talking about the hand of the Lord. It is my prayer that the hand of God will prevail in your life. It is my prayer that the hand of God will prevail in your family. It is my prayer that the hand of God will prevail in your place of work. When the hand of God is with a man, nothing can stand against that man. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing can stand against the man. So the hand of God is, is, is not something we, we, we joke with. Whenever we de desire the hand of God, we are saying, Lord, we want you to come, step in, and take preeminence. Take absolute control. That is what you are saying. From the passage we read, we saw some things that the hand of God does. The hand of God is used for ruling. When the hand of God comes, it rules everything in your favor. The scripture said Mordecai could not sleep. Sorry, the king could not sleep because of Mordecai. Why? Because the hand of God is at work. When the hand of God is at work, every ruling will be in your favor. When the hand of God is at work, everything you touch, you begin to see that it's falling into place. The scripture said eyes are falling into pleasant places. Pleasant places. He said, all things work together for good for them that love who? God. There is a hand that orchestrates everything. I used to tell myself, the devil may start it, but God will finish it. 
So I cannot give the devil the glory. He may have tried it. He may have brought it up. But almighty God knows how to end it in your life. Every, every raging storm in your life, the hand of God will bring it to a standstill in the name of Jesus. So God knows how to rule with his hands. Another thing we saw there in that passage, he said God rewards with his hands. God rewards with his hands. That was in the book of Revelation chapter 22 verse 2. He said, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me and I will give to every man. So he rewards with his hands. So if there's someone here that thinks, oh, oh, I'm just doing it. No, 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 no. Your reward is coming. They used to call me a church boy. While others have gone to work, I'll be in church writing the names of my church behind the chairs. So that nobody will steal the chairs. Uh, it's true. They call me a church boy. Why? Because almost 24 hours of the day I'm in church. Almost 24 hours of the day. Just doing one thing or the other. Functioning in every department. I will just throw myself, Lord, my soul says yes. Just take me. But while doing that, I know there is a reward. We have a God that rewards in the open. We have a God that rewards. It does not matter how little you have done, he will reward you abundantly. Tim in the morning said, when you give, it shall be given back unto you. But come on, that scripture does not only say giving back unto us. He said it will be pressed down. It will be shaken together and it will run over. Then the Lord will bring it to you. So if I give one dollar, I'm not expecting one dollar. I'm expecting one thousand dollars. That is the kingdom principle, friends. So your reward is not from man. If you give man one dollar, man will give you back one dollar. Oh. Brother George gave me one dollar. Let me bless him to it, one dollar. No. God just multiplies it. The God of multiplication. So he's a rewarder. The hand of God rewards. The third one we saw there in that same scripture. It says the Lord, the Lord does what? He works with his hands. He works. He works. He works. In the, book of, in the book of John, in the book of John chapter 9 verse 4, the scripture is Jesus Christ talking. He said, I must walk the walk of my father while it is day because the night cometh when no man can walk. Brethren, the Lord must find us doing something. No matter how little. To the glory of God, I've been in Australia about five years plus. I struggled to come down to Australia. But ever since I came, while people are crying for job, I never lacked job. <laughs> Pastor Ross knows. I've been moving from one job to another. Sometimes I'll do two jobs. You, you, it may not be a job you think that is the end thing. No! I don't care. It's an income. Hello? To the glory of God, I've never gone out to beg for food. The Lord has been providing for the family. So the Lord wants us to do something. It is what you have, God can multiply. 
Have you come to a point where you're coming to church, Lord, I don't have an offering. Pull your wash and put in the offering bag. I've done it before. Sometimes you need to provoke God. He sees you don't have. But just because you want to give something, I pulled my watch and I put it in the offering bag. When you do such things, God is provoked. God will say, my son is walking. And I will also walk on his behalf. So the hand of God is still walking up till today. God does not sleep nor slumber. The scripture says his eyes run to and fro the earth. Uh (laughs) Do you know one logical reason why you will know that God does not sleep? When we are sleeping in Australia, in Africa they are awake. Hello? So God doesn't sleep. You go to bed, God is there watching. The Bible said the devil moves like a roaring lion looking for whom he may devour. But God said my eyes also run to and fro. So when I see that devil coming like a roaring lion, I am the lion of the tribe of Judah. I will devour him. So brethren, God does not sleep on your behalf. That is the confidence you should have as a child of God. That when I'm walking, I'm walking with my head up, my shoulder high, because I have a father. Not only a father. The song says, a good, good father. I have a father. So God works with his hands. God cares with his hands. He cares for us. Let's quickly open to the book of Psalm 139, 7 to 10, 139, the book of Psalms. Okay, I'll just read from the board there. Psalms 139, 7 to 10. He said, Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into the heavens, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. So the hand of God cares for you. So like a mother carries her baby. Today I went to see one of our brethren that the wife gave birth. And I just picked up the girl, little girl, looking so innocent. And that is how God carries us. When you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, don't give up. He's holding you. He's holding you. All he wants for us is to trust him enough. That's all. He wants us to walk through it. Because what you don't conquer, you cannot have authority over of. If you don't walk through it, how do you conquer it? So you cannot avoid the circumstances. Go through it. And you will have authority over it. So while you are going through it, the Lord is there carrying you. Come on. He's rocking you to bed. Jesus Christ was not worried in the boat. When the storms came, he wasn't. Because he knew he was an assignment. Every one of us, we are pilgrims on this earth. 
We are on an assignment. This is not your home. This is a temporal home. You will answer to your father. For some of us, we have answered to our fathers already. They've gone. But we are privileged to still be here. So every day you see is an opportunity to answer the call of God. Every day. It's an opportunity to make it right. So he cares for us. One of the last things we saw in that same scripture says, God guides us with his hands. In the book of Jonah, God called Jonah. He said, I want you to go to Nineveh. Go and tell them to repent and change their ways. <laughs> and this was Jonah struggling and telling God, I will not go. And really, he, he did not go initially. He decided to go down to Joppa to catch a boat that is going to Tashish. But while he was going down there, the storms came again. And that was how he saw himself in the belly of the fish. In the belly of the fish. The first man that softs in the belly of the fish to the shore. That was Jonah. The Lord guided him. Friends, when you have a purpose in your life, the Lord will guide you to fulfill that purpose. Every one of us has an assignment upon our lives. So we are believing God tonight that the Lord will guide us to fulfill that purpose. If you believe it, say a better amen. We're quickly going to look at the characteristics. We have just four characteristics of the hand of God. There may be more. Maybe sometime later they can expand on it. But I'm just trying to put them into four. And I call them the four E's of the hand of God. The first one, the hand of God signifies the extension of help. God's hands is an extension of his help. When you want to help a man, what do you do? You throw come let me help you. So it's an extension of his help. And I believe tonight... That same hand of God will bring help to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. That same hand of God will bring help to you. Brethren, when, by the grace of God, when I minister, I, I release in the prophetic. So we should catch it. Because God is already doing something. So the hand of God is an extension of his help. In the book of John, chapter 5, from verse 1 to 9, the Bible talks about the blind pool of Bethesda. For 38 years, he's been sitting around the pool. Whenever the pool is being troubled, people will go in before him and they will be healed. And Jesus Christ met this man. He said, he said what can I do for you? Why, why are you still here? He said, because I have no man. He said, I have no man to push me into the pool whenever the water is being troubled. Friends, if you're like me that do not have a man, you have a God that knows somebody, that knows somebody, that knows somebody. It does not matter how many times you've gone for that application. You have a God. So stop, stop coming to a conclusion that you have nobody. 
when you come to a conclusion you have nobody, it will not change your circumstances. But when you rise up and say, I have a God, your God steps into that situation. So what do we do? We go to God and we begin to tell God our problems. No! Tell the problem about your big God. We must know how to rise up above feelings, above emotions, and deal with the problems before us. You've been doing the same thing every time. The result is not there. Why don't you give it up and just trust in the hand of God? It will not kill you. It will not change you. Rather, it will uplift your life. So when he said he has no man, at the poolside, a place called Bethesda, and when I look at the meaning of Bethesda, it means house of mercy. It means mercy. You are seated in the hall of mercy, and you yourself is not clinging unto mercy. Something is wrong. Some of us, in other words, the blessings of God are all around us. But we just refuse to take advantage of it. We are comfortable where we are. As long as you are comfortable, the devil is comfortable with you. But the moment you rise up and say, no, I am not comfortable anymore. I deserve better. You see the Lord coming in, stepping in. So God can always do great things in your life. Still talking about the, the help of God. That the, the hand of God is an extension of God's help. In 2 Chronicles 32, 7 to 8, the Bible talked about Ezekiah encouraging the children of Israel when King Sennacherib threatened Israel that he's going to invade Judah. What did Ezekiah say? Ezekiah said, fear not for, for the trust in the arm of flesh, but we trust in our God. For he that is with us is greater than he that is with them. So you don't have to trust in the arm of flesh. For the arm of flesh will fail you. The arm of flesh may take you to the top, but you cannot last at the top. That hand cannot sustain you at the top. So you need the hand of God. Extension of his help. In Psalm 20 verse 7. The scripture says some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of our Lord. <laughs> Did you hear that? Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of our God. Learn how to trust in the hand of God. In Psalm 40, verse 1 to 3. Psalm 40, verse 1 to 3. Still talking about the extension of help. The Bible, the Bible speak, um, and the psalm is speaking. It said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto my, my ears, and he heard my cry. I waited patiently. He heard me. If we can go to that um, Bible passage, that would be good. Psalm 40, 1 to 3. I love us to get that, that very strong word there. Forty-one to three. 
It says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the horrible pits, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon the rock, and established my goings. And he put a new song in my mouth, even the praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. So we must learn how to look up to the hills. Psalm 1 to 1. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? The hand of God. The scripture said, God speaking. He said, my hands are not too short in that it cannot stretch out to you. So the hand of God is always stretched out to help. Will you receive the hand of God today? Another E. Another E. Of the hand of God. It is the expression of his blessings. The hand of God is an expression of God's blessings. How many of you are blessed tonight already? It's an expression of his blessings. How many of us know the story of Ruth and Naomi? <laughs> Naomi went out from a kindred. With our two sons doing very good. And all of a sudden, the devil arose and she lost her two sons. And two of her daughters-in-laws were remaining. And one of them, she called them, please, I don't have anything to offer. You can go back. And one of them left. And Ruth stayed. And Ruth said, my people shall be your people. Wherever you lay your head, that is where I will lay my head. Your food will be my food. Whatever it is, there is something about Naomi she saw. She saw the hand of God. Friends, you may not have the money, but you've got praise. Aha! The devil cannot steal your praise. You may not be where you're going to, but you are stepping out to somewhere. So when you see the hand of God, friends, don't relent. Follow it. Follow it. They may be laughing at you, but you tell them you're laughing at me, very soon you will see me, and I'm coming out big. Yeah, you have to come out big. And this was Ruth. To a point, she was clinging behind the reapers of her mother's in-law's king's man. In Boaz's uh, vineyard. She said, just drop a little for her. So she was, I just pictured that she was the last person. As they were going along, she was the last person. Just taking the crumbs that were falling. Someone that used to be the last became the first. The Lord did not only give her the, 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 the crumbs, he gave her a kingdom. I pray after tonight, you will get your kingdom in the name of Jesus. So she got a kingdom. A woman that was, that was just clinging for crumbs. All of a sudden, the Lord gave her a kingdom. It is not about now, it's about tomorrow. It's about tomorrow. I'm not here to excite you. I'm just here to tell you what God can do. Because I have seen God lift up a boy like nothing. A, a boy that has nothing to somewhere today. I have seen God. Psalm 66, 12. 
He said, you, thou have caused men to ride over our heads. We've passed through the fire. We've passed through the waters. But you, oh God, you are bringing us to a wealthy place. God is bringing you to the wealthy place. God is bringing you, not man, God. You, oh God, you're bringing us to a wealthy place. Do you know what a wealthy place is? Your wealthy place is, is whenever you just sit down, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> that is what the Lord is talking about. You're wealthy enough that, that you, you can't even count, uncountable. The scripture says Solomon was so wealthy that there was none before him and there is none after him. None after him. None before him has broken that record. Nobody has broken the record of wealth from Solomon. He still got the record. But I believe God is raising up men and women that is about to break that record. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe it, say better amen. amen. I'm running up. The third one is, it is the execution of judgment. When you raise up your hands, you're executing what? Judgment. It's, it's, it's God's hand signifies the execution also of judgment. In 2 Kings 7, from verse 1 to 2, the Bible talks about Elisha. He went to the king and he said, By this time tomorrow shall a measure of fine flour be sold for two shekels or so. <laughs> he said, and the, and the Bible said, The man in whose hand the king leaned on, the king was leaning on the arm of flesh. He said, There is no way this kind of a thing will be. He said, If only God could come down, that it will be. And the man of God said, because you said it, you will see it, but you will not partake of it. And all of a sudden, the Bible talked about some men that were lame. And they said, if we sit down here, we will die. Why don't we just move? As they were going, the Holy Spirit transformed their movements like that of chariots coming. And the enemies ran away from the camp. And there was a lot of food in the gates of Samaria. And, and, and that same man, that's how God works. He orchestrates the things. That same man that said over, oh, that it can never happen. That same man. That is the same man the king said, go, go, go and stand by the gate and ensure everybody is getting everything in order. The Bible said they trampled upon the man and he died. You will see it, but you will never partake from it. Judgment was executed. Everyone fighting your family the judgment of God will be executed upon their lives. Everyone that says you will, not, you, you will not stand and fulfill the purpose of God in your life, the Lord will take them out of the way in the mighty name of Jesus. And finally, the hand of God is an, it's the exhibition of God's power. The exhibition of God's power. 18, 44 to 46, we saw... Elijah, after he had defeated the, 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 the prophet of Baal on Mount Carmel, and he came down, and he said, I, he told the king, he said, Ahab, you have to run right now, for I can hear the sound of abundance of rain. He said, take your chariots and run. And the scripture says the king took his chariots and he ran. Look, the chariots of the king at that point in time were the fastest means of transports. 
They, they, they are like the Ferrari of our days. They are that fast. But the Bible said as he left, the hand of God, the Spirit of God came upon Elisha. Elisha put his clothes together and it had, he, he outran Ahab. He went ahead of Ahab. What am I trying to say, friends? In the school of the Holy Spirit, do not be intimidated by the arm of flesh. Do not be intimidated by those that have gone ahead of you. The Lord Almighty is bringing you to overtake them. So do never be, when, when you go for that interview and, and, you, and you see men with very good suits, with three pens on their suits and they are looking so professional and you look at yourself, what do I have to offer? You feel inferior. The Lord is saying, don't feel inferior. There is something you have they don't have. God, listen to me, God is an equalizer. That is who God is. It does not matter who has gone ahead of you. The Lord will equal your distance. The Lord will make you to overtake them. That is what the hand of God did in the life of Elijah. That is what the hand of God did in the life of Elijah. So do not be intimidated. Listen to me, friends, as I round up. In life, you can never have it all together. You just need to trust in the hand of God. He said, all things work. It's still working, son. It's still working, brother. It's still working. He's not tired. He's still working. He said, all things work together for your good. Look, if it doesn't come to me this month, then it is not mine. It's working together for my good. So you can't have it all together. Exhibition of God's power. Isaiah 45, 1 to 7. The Lord speaking there. I will just summarize it. He said, He has, he has broken the iron gate and caught the bars of iron asunder. Everything that is holding you bound, He said, He has destroyed it. He has destroyed it. So you have an open door set before you. All you need to do is to walk in it. Let no man tell you you are not good enough. Or, or you're, too, you're too shallow to walk in it. Or you're too, you're too bad. No, you're not too bad. Just come unto him. And he will take you hands. And he will walk with you. The hand of God makes all the difference in the life of a man. Please, the hand of God makes all the difference in the life of a man. The hand of God, the hand of God, it makes all the difference in the life of a man. It is not of him that will it, nor of him that run it, but it is of God that showeth mercy. hand of God makes all the difference in the life of a man. Now, now, now I believe there are people that are struggling. Struggling in, in circumstances beyond their own control and imagination. Friends, just trust in the hand of, in the hand of God. Just trust. Just trust in Him. 
The songwriter said, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what our glory he sheds on our way. When we do his goodwill. He said, only when we trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. If you're here tonight, and you're telling the Lord, Father, I can't control it anymore. I think I have to trust in your hands. Also, if you want to give your life to Christ, it's a team of celebration. I gave my life to Christ. That is why I am bold enough today. I have authority over it. That's why I'm bold enough today to talk about it. Wherever you are, I want you to just please, with reverence to God, just come to the front. And we will pray with you. We want to celebrate with you. I want to assure you that nobody trusts in God and go back home the same. Just come. Just come. Wherever you are, just and your friend by your side that you're looking at will not help you. Only God can help you. So it's not about your friend. When God brings you into your plenty, that your friend that used to look at you will begin to rejoice and go after you. Just come. Wherever you are. The floor is still open. Please just come. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Just come. Just come. Don't struggle with it. You may be coming to church for 10 years. It doesn't matter. You're struggling with it. If you're that person I talked about before we started, that you've been fighting the battle even two weeks to the entering of this year, and you're still fighting that battle, please, you know yourself. It's a very strong battle. It's a unique battle in your family. Please come. I believe God wants to deliver you. It's a unique battle in your family. I believe God wants to deliver you. Just come. You don't have to struggle with it anymore. Come. It's so strong here. It's so strong here. Just come. We have two more, two more minutes. The floor is open. Just come. You're tired and you're trusting in the hand of God. Just come. God bless you. Hallelujah. Just come. Just come. Just come. Look, look. You cannot change anything by yourself. You cannot. The Bible said Jabez was more honorable, but there was a boat in his life. <laughs> there, was a, there was a place of stagnation. Because whenever he wants to move ahead, that is when they will remember that he's a son of a harlot. God wants to break that yoke of stagnation. Just come. He wants to break that yoke. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.